If you want to hear something new, but you don't know how to choose it, come and join Andy and Chris on Adventures in New Music. Two new records every week, a playlist of our favorite songs. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. And adventuresinnewmusic.com So check out our Woolly Analysis Which occasionally gets boozy Get on board and come along On Adventures in New Music Here we go again, this is episode 6 of Adventures in New Music, the only podcast which takes you on a musical adventure through two albums every single week. And coming up this week, we are exploring Life on Earth by Hooray for the Riff Raff, and then afterwards we'll be checking out the reckless Morgan Wade. It's a good one, here we go. Getting more smashy and nicey every time than oh, intros, man. aren't they? I was going to say Bruno <laughs> Brooks, but yeah, all right. Well, same thing. Was that not based on Bruno Brooks? <laughs> was, well, yeah. They're all, all the same, innit? All oh, the same. Backman Turner Overdrive, they always played that, didn't they? You yeah. ain't seen that? <laughs> that was what they always went into at the end. Absolutely. Good old Harry Enfield. And I'll tell you what, you ain't seen nothing yet. <laughs> so, um, last time we spoke to you, we were um, recording live uh, before going to watch Christian Lee Hudson at uh, Soup Kitchen. Good gig, wasn't it? Oh, it was a lovely gig. And we met the fella out front as well, just before the gig. We, we went up to the bouncers and said, like, oh, what time is he on? And he was out there FaceTiming someone. And he just finished and walked up and went, what time are you on, mate? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Had a little chat to him. Naturally. You, did. Uh, you, offered, him a, you offered him a pint, didn't you? Yeah, and he said, oh, no, I better not. And you know, he said, "No, I can't. I can't drink before the show." And then in the show, uh, talks about how he'd been drinking before the gig. I, know, so. I was like, "Well, clearly he didn't fancy a drink from me." But it's fair enough. His songs were very, very complicated to to play. You did that usual thing you do, where you look at your shoes and go red and 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 line up Don't an insult thing, yeah. for for you know for me actually bothering to talk to someone. <laughs> I just get really nervous in them situations. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I just get ever, I just get ever so panicky, and then like just do that classic thing of like just laugh at everything, everything that he says. What time are you on tonight, mate? Nine o'clock. <laughs> please, please like me. Please like me. <laughs> and then we walk away, and then you go like, "Ooh, you had to fanboy him, didn't you?" Or something like that. I'm yeah. like, "All oh, right, is that, is that what that was? A nice conversation between people." Jeez. I think if we're being honest and we're, we're thinking deep about this, it's all my insecurities coming out in, uh, in, in defence defense mode. I know. And it's, let's, it, not get, it's, let's not go there. It's eh? wonderful to talk about them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Two of the most insecure people on the planet. <laughs> Whoa, hang on, really? You think I'm insecure? <laughs> oh, anyway. anyway, it was a cracking gig. I've been absolutely hammering these two albums mm. since we saw him. I, I like it when you see a gig like that and it just makes you want to completely listen to all the back catalogue straight after. Because sometimes mm. you see a gig and sometimes you see an amazing gig and then just go, oh, that was brilliant, but I kind of don't need to listen to him for a little while Yeah, now. totally. It kind of cleanses you of it, doesn't it? You're like, oh, I'll take yeah, a break from them yeah. now. Oh, that, was, that was good. But actually, it just made me want to listen to him more and more. And I wanted... I kind of relived all of his stage banter as well over the kind of following days. Oh, but what a storyteller. Oh, it was so funny, so so out there, and a really kind of, um, I don't know, it was almost like a Flight of the Concours style of delivery, wasn't it? Very, yeah. very staring at the floor, but then kind of looking 
into the distance kind of going what was going on there and just you know i don't know he's just really funny really really funny you know very idiosyncratic way at, at first and only for like a split second but at first i was like i i'm not sure i'm into this sort of banter but then almost immediately i was like yes i am it's great this it's really good yeah he 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 sounded twee and then he let off let off a few f bombs didn't he and then you know oh okay he's he's yeah, he's rock yeah, and roll. yeah i feel safe yeah i feel safe <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely absolutely so um apart from that how's your week been been good. Been a good listening week. I've not, I've, I've not hammered uh, too many new things, but I have listened to. Uh, well, I've been you know, I've been still listening to the new album from the Black Keys, Dropout Boogie, which is excellent. But I've I had a track uh, from um, that on Six Music the other day. Actually, oh yeah. Mm, oh, good. what track? I can't remember which one it was. I can't remember. Oh. It's good though. <laughs> the whole record is really, really good. So I highly recommend you 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 dig deep on that and get really into it. Um, the the opening track Wild Child is like a proper big opener really really fun to get into um, also been listening to Palomino by Miranda Lambert who's a big country artist and we're talking country tonight um, but that was an album I was really looking forward to it's good it's good solid album from one of country's big hitters um, but she's a few years ago, back in 2016, it was she released a double album called The Weight of These Wings which was which is a little bit little bit kind of off the beaten track of country, a little bit more delay on it and, and reverb and not so twangy. She's, she's gone back to her twangy roots here and um, I don't know. It's good, but it's, it's, it's not right. <laughs> As Roy Walker would have said. Um, Do you know, a friend of mine once <laughs> met him yeah. at, the, uh, at the local Odeon cinema in Preston and no word of a lie, um, Although I wasn't there, but he's a very honest. Um, he uh, he asked him what film he was going to see, and Roy Walker told him, and he said, "My friend went, it's good, but it's not the one." <laughs> <laughs> what about you? What listening wise? Mm, I mean, I've got another record to talk about, but let's uh, let's pass the baton. Okay, go on. I'll give you a couple. I've got a few to go through. So first of all, a band which I love. I love this band. I hate their name. Andy, will you please read out their name? I've just written it down for you. Uh, sorry, mate. I can't see that screen's gone blank. Can you Honestly? say that? Yeah, can't say it. Can't, okay. Yeah, right, yeah. You right, better say that. I right. can't see that at all, mate. So the name of this band is Penis. Jesus. P e a n e s s. Really, I'm not a fan of the name. Anyway, uh, the album's called World Full of Worry. This is the debut album from Penis, the all-girl indie poppers from Chester. Uh, it follows on from 2017's Are You Sure EP, which featured the track Hey George, which is when I first heard of them. Um, I watched this band actually off the record festival in Manchester a few years back, and I was absolutely blown away. Proper tight um, pop-punky band. Um, this, L- uh, this LP is self-released and seems to be getting quite a bit of attention in airplay, which is cool. Uh, definitely ones for fans of Pom Pom Squad, The Orioles, and even Kanicki. Uh, it's a fun album. Check it out. Uh, second album, another band that we have heard of. In fact, we featured them on one of the very first podcasts that we did. This is the new album from Porridge Radio. It's called Waterslide, Diving Board, Ladder to the Sky, which I think is a fabulous mm. name for an album. Um, this is the follow-up to 2020's Every Bad, um, which, in fact, famously, my son Buddy predict- predicted that record would win the Mercury Music Award in one of our most viral videos. Do you remember? <laughs> yeah. um, it, it didn't win, and since he's been taken off prediction duties... Uh, but this is good. It's more more of the same from the Brighton outfit. It's um, it's a pretty cool record. I'd um, I'd say 
it's, it's as strong as the last one, certainly. Mm. So, yeah, that, that's, uh, that, that gets two thumbs up from me. Shall I pass oh. over to you? Go on then, pass over. Um, I have been enjoying the new album from Ramstein, which is called Zeit, and which is uh, as uh, brutally entertaining as you would hope. Um, you a Ramstein fan? Uh, I only really know Duhast. No, Duhast nicht. Um, <laughs> I used to enjoy a bit of a mosh too back in my student days at a nightclub. Oh, it's great, great, great music. I love Ramstein. I'm pretty sure we had a good sort of dance to that once at Spiders in Hull. Oh God, I couldn't tell you. It was probably. It sounds sounds feasible. Sounds likely. Um, yeah, I I I love Ramstein. I'd love to go and see him live, but I'm frightened of all the fire. Um, but this is a great album. Well, they've never really deviated from the the blueprint, which has always been sort of spot on. Although they they do deviate a little bit. I can't remember which track it is, but they've got a, a auto tune, like a share style auto tune. Wow. Not not the auto tune that just creates a bit of tuning, but the auto tune that makes you go, "Do you believe?" <laughs> so it's like it's all over the show, but it's quite funny, and this course is in his sort of German operatic metal voice, which is even sort of weirder. But uh, thoroughly, thoroughly good fun. No idea what he's saying. Um, don't know if it matters. I highly recommend that. <laughs> Thanks. Mm. Do you want another from me? No. Oh, go on then. Okay, right. Last last <laughs> album that I've been listening to this week, and I've got a couple of other bits and bobs. Um, so this is, a, this is an interesting album. This album is called These Actions Cannot Be Undone, and the band is Gentle Sinners. So this is somewhat of a super group. It features Aidan Moffat from Arab Strap and James Graham of The Twilight Sad. It's released on Rock Action Records, which is home to both bands, as well as, of course, Mogwai. Uh, this album comes after the pair have drip-fed songs over the past six months, originally without letting on who was behind the project. Uh, the pair initially got together to record after having a walk around Glasgow during the pandemic and Graham expressing his desire to get out of his comfort zone and Moffat saying he was sick of his own voice after the last year's <laughs> Arab Strap album, which he describes as a big album with lots of words in it. Uh, this is really quite interesting. It's quite out there. It's a real mix of stuff. I think it sounds to me like... Um, James Graham is doing most of the vocals and like I think Aidan Moffat must be responsible for a lot of the programming and the song, you know, the actual musicality mm. of the album. Um, it's pretty weird in parts, <laughs> but it's, it's good. It's, it's good. It's worth a listen. I think it'll take one, it'll take a few, a few listens to get your head around, but yeah, yeah. All right. Oh, I might check that out. Who's it again? What are they called themselves? So they're called Gentle Sinners. Gentle Sinners. Nice. Right, I'll check mm. that out. So there we go. So new story from this week. Do you hear about Conor O'Burst storming off stage a couple of nights ago? No. Bright Eyes gig. What happened? So uh, this is a story that was featured on Pitchfork. So apparently two songs in to a gig, I want to say in Philadelphia, but that might not be 100% correct. Um, Conor O'Burst has just stormed off stage. Nobody knows the reason. He's just gone. He's just gone off. Um, So the rest of the band carried on for another three songs, trying to encourage the crowd to do karaoke versions of the songs before uh, the manager of the venue came on stage and informed everybody the gig was cancelled and everybody would be entitled to a refund. What? What's he done that for? Don't know. And there's been no news since. This was two nights ago. Oh, no. So, uh, slightly nervous, because we've got tickets to oh, see him, haven't no, we, it's in been August. rearranged twice already. I know, I know. Oh, Connor. Pull it together, lad. So, 
Hopefully it's all good. Hopefully it's all good. And then um, finally for me, for this first section, I've got three albums which are out tomorrow. Uh, obviously, we're recording on the Thursday, so this is albums that are out on Friday the 27th. So this is albums that are out now if you're listening on Monday or any time. In fact, if you're listening to this <laughs> just, podcast... Just get on with it, be, mate. Get on with it. Like, you know. I'm tying myself in absolute knots here. <laughs> if you're so, listening next week, these were out last week. Yeah. If it's next year, then these were out in 2022. <laughs> Oh, just, just tell there us. There you go. <laughs> okay. Uh, a few of the old boys bringing albums out tomorrow. So we've got a, an album called Cruel Country by Wilco. Mm. C- Come On You Know <laughs> by Liam Gallagher is, is out tomorrow. And the new one from uh, Def Leppard <laughs> is also out. <laughs> Diamond Star Halos. So I've got to be honest, it's a slow week. Yeah. Uh, Coheed and Cambria have an album out. I'm, I might not listen to that. But also Stars. I don't know if you ever listen to Stars. They're quite a cool band. No. What's What are they? Um, I don't know much about them. Actually, Dan put a song of theirs on a, on a compilation for me years ago, and I really loved it. Um, they're, they're quite quite rocking, but a little bit shoegaze as well. Uh, uh, a new album coming out tomorrow. That's tomorrow if you're listening right now. Um, <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Which nobody will be doing. <laughs> well, you are. Because you can't. Um, you can't. Capleton, from Capleton Hill, it's called. Um, so that could be good. Nice. That could be good. Excellent. Yeah. Great stuff. Mm. Well, shall we right. uh, dip our toes into the musical feasts of the week? Absolutely. You don't, yeah, you don't, yeah, a bit you of... don't dip your toes into a feast, do you? Anyway. No, that's pretty mean, isn't it? Anyway, right, so we've got a bit of riffraff and a bit of country, so on with the show. Right, Chris, you're up first this week. What do you got? I am indeed up first. So my album for this week is called Life on Earth, and it is by Hooray for the Riff Raff. Originally from the Bronx, New York, before upping sticks and making the move to their new spiritual base of New Orleans, Hooray for the Riff Raff is the musical vehicle of Puerto Rican artist Alanda Sagara, and this album is their eighth to date. Thanks to their aunt and uncle, Sagara was raised on a healthy diet of doo-wop and Motown music before getting involved in the local hardcore punk shows. After leaving the Bronx at the age of 17, Sagara spent time travelling around North America and hopping freight trains, taking in the sights and sounds of the cities as they travelled them. In 2007, they joined the hobo band Dead Man Street Orchestra and travelled around America playing live and releasing a couple of records along the way. Two years later, Sagara started releasing under the name Hooray for the Riff Raff, a name picked to celebrate the outsiders who threatened the status quo. And after receiving airplay on BBC Radio 2 and 6 Music, things really started to take off from 2009 onwards. Five albums later, Hooray for the Riff Raff released The Navigator in 2017. And that's the last we heard from the Riff Raffers until February of this year, when Life on Earth was released on Nonsuch Records. Speaking about the album, Sagara said, These 11 new nature punk tracks on the theme of survival are music for a world in flux. Songs about thriving, not just surviving, while disaster is happening. So... Does this album not just survive, but thrive? Or is it a disaster in waiting? 
To answer those questions and many more, I'd like to pass over to the man of the people, the fella who has more riffraff than ACDC, Sir Andershire of Hebden. <laughs> How much riffraff has ACDC got? Do you mean riffs, like riffs? Oh, they have a song called Riff Raff, don't they? Oh, right. Didn't know that. Right, cool. Just expose my lack of knowledge. I might edit that out. Okay, well, so no, no, you... no, no. Keep it in. Keep it in. <laughs> well, we've got a show we're human, right? Well, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Indeed. Indeed. Right. Okay. So, uh, interesting. Interesting. I knew the name, but had never listened to them before. So... I feel like the, uh, Hooray for the Riff Raff have been at a festival that we have been to, maybe an ATP or something. I'm sure I've seen them on a bill. They, they feel very much like they'd be right up the National Street. So I kind of feel like, were they at that, that ATP, the National Curated? Oh, could be. We should look up know. that bill. Have a look at that. Maybe. Because I reckon you might be on something there. Uh, definitely heard Probably the should have done that before we started recording. Yeah. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, but you know, you want to interrupt me again? Any time, mate. Any time. No? You've gone quiet, have you? No, go on. Carry on. <laughs> um, I could interrupt you again for comedy <clears throat> value, but I'm not going to. I just did, though, didn't I? Sorry, yeah. mate. Go on, carry on. <laughs> no, I don't really know where to uh, chime in here. I, uh, I felt like this was an album of two halves. That's what I'm going to chime in with first. Mm. Felt like by the time it gets to the title track, Life on Earth, this is where the album really takes off for me. Track six onwards. Even though I do think the poppier, more upbeat songs are at the start. What do you think of that? Um, 100% agree. Ooh, I re- interesting. I okay. really, really do agree. So let's um, talk about the album in a slightly different way. I'll tell you my highlights for the album. Mm-hmm. Basically, you hit Jupiter, uh, Jupiter's Dance. Yeah. And from then onwards, that is, for me, where the album really sort of takes off. Yeah. See, uh, uh, Which is really interesting because you've got, I mean, f- for me, you hit uh, Jupiter's Dance and it's, this is where the album starts to incorporate some of the New Orleans elements. Mm. So you've got like a three clave going on with that. Life on Earth, I think it's just such a such a beautiful track. It's the, the title track. It's so sort of spacious in its arrangement. It's very bluesy. It's very folky. And then it goes into Night Queen, which is, you know, which really, again, is... It's sort of more subtle. It's got more folky tones to it. I find that a really sort of interesting hat-trick of songs just right in the middle of the album. And like you say... For me, that is where the album really takes a turn. Yeah, I, t- I totally agree. I, I found um, Jupiter quite quite uh, quite an odd one, you know. It's like th- that beat. So is that the three clave? Is that? It's like dum 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 dum. Yeah, dum, yeah. I was like, it's almost Afrobeat, and then you got this sort of. It's quite a muted song. It's quite a kind yeah. of like you know called spring of a song. I sometimes talk about, but it's got that triangle in it as well. It's quite funny. Yes, but um, life on Earth. I wasn't sure about it at first. It's so slow. Like as a song, you're like, oh, "What? Come on!" It feels longer than it is because it's just so slow. It's only five and a half minutes. Yeah. and it is a long track. It is a long tra- track yeah. as well. But it's so there's like so much space, yeah. so much space in it. Yeah, and actually, after a couple of listens, I was like, "It's really beautiful. It's a really nice track." And then, uh, and then, like you say, Night Queen. I, I see Night Queen. I found really interesting because it's quite hypnotic, quite dreamy. And it's got yeah. this, that kind of sax that we talk about sometimes, a little bit 80s sax with a lot of reverb on it. It's like, oh, very cool. Uh, featuring Ocean Vuong. Do you know who Ocean Vuong is or anything about No, Ocean? no. Again, a better podcaster would have done his research. But um, <sighs> no, it's like a spoken word bit, isn't it, at the end? Yeah. 
Yeah, I wondered about that. And and then following on from that, Precious Cargo, which is a big spoken word bit at the end. It took me a little while to figure this song out. It's very talky. It's, it's like almost rapping, isn't it? Almost rapping. And, you know, talking about sleeping on the floor for 17 days and all of this stuff in a very, very kind of... What's, what's going on here? This sounds really surreal. Um, and constantly returning into to this theme of precious cargo. And then at some point you hear a, a, a voice clip saying, Inshallah, Inshallah, which is Arabic for God willing. And mm. um, and then you hear other clips uh, of other people talking and and uh, and then... Uh, Hooray for the riffraff. Sorry, what's their name? I've, I've forgotten. Cigara. Yes. Yeah, kind of saying the man from the ICE. Don't like, we don't like the man from the ICE. ICE, the ICE. Yeah. yeah, do you know what the ICE is? No, and I, I did Google that. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> it didn't in, come up with... Go on. It's you, the Im- you, uh, Immigration and Customs Enforcement. So this is a song essentially about refugees. Yes. So precious cargo being about you know carrying your kid on your back and, and just you know everything you've got with you being all you've all you've got and that's what precious cargo is. So you hear all these different voices and by the end it kind of t- it leads out with this yeah. this uh, this this voice recording of of uh, what I would guess is a refugee uh, giving their their tale and it's yeah. you know first first few listens as ever with with some albums some tracks you kind of you're not focused in on anything specific i really honed in on that track uh, eventually and was, was like this is this is good stuff this is good and powerful mm. stuff really really interesting um and quite a powerful little song i really thought it was you know i think there's a lot of powerful stuff on this album i really do mm. i mean it's 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 you know when you get the sort of the context about what this is about it's you know it's about the world i i do I have to say, I find this in, in parts, I find it quite a depressing listen in parts, but mm-hmm. but you know what? So it should be. Um, <laughs> to me, it's it's almost like a, a, a Greta Thunberg speech. It's, it's, it's depressingly realistic mm. and it's hard to hear. Mm. And there's points this week when I was listening to this album where I was like, I, I can't. I'm struggling to listen to this a little bit because I'm I am finding it that lyrical content quite depressing and quite heavy and quite deep. But you know what? That's on me. And it, I find that I, I do think it's at this point, like you know, we've talked before, coming out of the pandemic, coming out of lockdown. You know, I don't think my head's necessarily in the space where I can listen to this sort of stuff at the moment. Um, yeah. I'm looking for positive things. I'm looking for positive things to listen to. But I am well aware in saying that how lazy I sound because you know nah, I disagree I disagree that that's lazy I think but it's not just... something but I also <laughs> think it's not something that you should sort of um you should sort of shut the door on you know what I mean it's yeah this this needs to be heard you know it's important completely no I guess yeah but I I'm also you know we're moving slightly away from music here but I think there's there's a lot going on in the world and as 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 I've grown up and become sort of more broadly aware of it and juxtaposed it or not juxtaposed and kind of I have my own life and my kids and my family and everything else kind of positioned within this sort of maelstrom of everything else that's going on in the world. You kind of, I don't know how open to challenging our I am uh, yeah. uh, as as I once was, you know. And I mean that not just in terms of music. Some music is is challenging in a really amusing way, like a lot of metal music. I find you know it's hard listen, but it's not. It doesn't doesn't kind of make you 
think necessarily and but some films are just too too hard to watch and they can either mm. be about very realistic things or very gory things or bloody things or nightmarish things and i'm like i can't watch that and years ago i would have done but it's like now i'm too fragile or i, I worry too much about other things to be listening yeah, to st- or yeah. watching the stuff so i think it's okay to not be uh, what you once were and it might come back around but I also think with all of the things going on in the world, if if music is one of those things where you find a lot of... It's an escapism. Exactly. If music is your kind of key escape, then that's okay to not listen to stuff that drags drags music back into or drags you back into the real world through music. So forgive yourself, man. But that said, you know, this is a a good album and it's 100% agree it's a bit of a grower of an album mm. i mean when i first listened to this first couple of times i really wasn't sure about it mm. really wasn't sure at all i mean it's it's sort of the way it opens as well it, it's the first um the first couple of songs so it, it opens with wolves and then goes into pierced arrows pierced mm. arrows was the track that i'd heard very very simple and sparse arrangements instrumentally mm-hmm. there's not a lot going on it's like the, the the wolves it's like there's two chords in it all the way through yeah. it stays the same the backing stays the same all the way through yeah um and then you've got sort of the more um like poppier numbers so um point at the sun uh, rhododendron which is the single kind of reminded me a little bit of the pretenders a little oh, did bit it? rhododendron yeah you see rhododendron was nearly my favorite on the album i thought it's got that kind of same driving uh, yeah, beat as like 1979 or something by the Pumpkins, and, and I was like, "Oh, this is really fun," but uh, they go a bit too Dylan, I find, yeah. with the kind of uh, yeah, I agree. With that that that, um, that turns me off definitely. Oh, nothing wrong with Dylan. I love Dylan, but like, yeah. there's also like yeah, yeah. No, I hear, I totally hear that, and I'd probably say Rhododendron for that reason is probably one of my least favorites on the album. Yeah, it dropped um, off me. What what I quite found interesting about this is there's a couple of moments pointed at the sum mm. track three and saga track ten uh, saga being like the last main track because the yeah. last one is just kind of an outro isn't it yeah now um, I mean this in the nicest possible way there's some pretty <laughs> sloppy playing on those songs oh my there's god there's some like out of time guitar but do you know what I love the energy that it gives it it's so weird pointed at the sun the guitar is just dragging yeah it's, it's like when when you do you remember like when we used to send demos to each other and like you, I'd, I'd send you a demo and then you play yeah. the drums and then we'd put it together and be like whoa the guitar yeah, really yeah. was there'd, not there'd be like there'd be like a bar where the guitar was yeah, like really yeah, pushing and I'd be pulling yeah. and neither one of us out of time but one playing before the in front of the yeah, beat yeah. one playing ahead of the beat you know yeah it just sounded like that he was like ooh guys come on you know yeah. pro tools <laughs> but I really like it. I really like it. Um, Saga has been bugging me all week because uh-huh. it reminds me of a song and I cannot for the life of me remember the song. I've been singing it all week. I sung it to my wife, Jane, before and she's like, I know the song you mean. I don't know what it is. I can't think. Because it's got that little backing vocal or like... Little, oh, little, yeah, little yeah. Keep of it. And the, the song that I'm thinking of has got a male and a female vocal in it. It was like sort of out in the noughties at some point. Right, I need a listener to blooming message me. Listen to this saga by Hooray for the Riff Raff and tell me what it sounds like, please, because it is doing my sconning. Uh, yeah, see, that backing vocal was actually really familiar and I quite enjoyed that, but it just felt like uh, I didn't really think it 
it didn't really remind me of anything else. I was just like, oh yeah, this this backing vocal is fairly like standard, a bit like ba ba ba, you know, something like that. Yeah, it is. I, I keep sort of like I keep lyrics keep popping into my head of what I think it might be, and I'm like sort of trying to fit the lyrics to them, googling the lyrics. Oh, it's not mm. coming up with anything. It's coming up with the block party song. It's not that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so. It's driving me potty. It'll probably come. It'll be one of them that comes to me at half past three in the morning. I'll wake oh, up, have a, have a moment, hopefully, anyway. Love them. Nice song about an over fifties holiday, anyway. The, <laughs> uh, actually, it's my uh, my favourite song on the record. I'll, I'll stick my neck out at this point and say Saga is my would be my pick for the playlist. I think it's a great song. Really well, do you it. know what I've put? I've actually put two songs down for the playlist. Obviously, mm. I'm not going to put them both on. But um, my favourite song on the album is Life on Earth. Mm-hmm. Really, really enjoy it, and I like it's got um, like a lovely little. I don't know if it's um, a clarinet or an oboe going on, sort of in the background, like mm. really faintly. It's really, mm. really nice. However, I was a little unsure whether it's a playlist song. Do you know what I mean? Ooh. So my backup was Saga. So I think the fact that you <laughs> are thinking Saga, let's let's put Saga on the playlist. A fine choice, my friend. A fine choice. Who did you? think they sounded like you know any sound alikes or influences you heard i don't know apart from like that you know the odd bit when i went oh that sounds like pretenders that sounds like something yeah. that i can't put my finger on um there's it sounds like an absolute melting pot of various styles yeah. and influences which clearly they have in yeah. you know in in abundance um i'm definitely getting the the, the new orleans vibe mm-hmm. um but also you can hear that like, there's a lot of folk going on oh very much yeah yeah I also thought the way it opens out with with Wolves just hit me like uh, Kate Bush meets the Pet Shop Boys, so real kind of early electro vibe to some of it. But then it is largely folky. Uh, A huge uh, thing I got was Waxahachie. Mm. Uh, Do you remember Katie Crutchfield's record of a couple of years ago? uh, Really, the name Waxahachie. I can't remember what it was called now. What was it? Um, Uh, St. Cloud. Yes. Yeah, great record. And that, um, yeah, this kind of reminded me of that. That was much more folky than this. This has got a lot more kind of boggy production, which then reminded me of something like Way's Blood or or uh, Sharon Van Etten or Beth yeah. Orton. There's, a, um, I think on Rosemary Tears or Tears, their voice really hits a Beth Orton kind of pitch, I think, as it saturates the, um, the compression or something. It just really hits sort of... Uh, Central Reservation era Beth Orton vibes, yeah. and and that really felt like a nice familiar touchstone for me. But absolutely, yeah, all good shouts, all good shouts. I'd agree with all of them. Um, cool. And and you know, you know, I, I think this album, like honestly, if you'd have asked me, maybe if you'd have asked me, like sort of uh, halfway through this week, would I continue to listen to this album? I think I would have said no, but it definitely will carry on listening to this now because it's it is getting better with every listen. It's like the opposite. It's it's maybe like the opposite. What I spoke about last week, buzzard, buzzard, buzzard. It's like yeah. the opposite of that. This is this is the one you put the work into. Mm. You stop listening to that then. No, no, no. Yeah, <laughs> but it, it's it, it just shows, doesn't it? If we weren't podcasting this, I probably would listen to the album once and yeah. gone, yeah, it's all right, and then not revisited it. The magic of new music. The magic of new music. Forty minutes, eleven songs. Give it a listen. Right then, we've just finished discussing Life on Earth by Hooray for the Riff Raff and on to the playlist this week went the track Saga. 
Uh, stick with us to find out what goes on to the playlist from our second album this week, which comes from Morgan Way. The album's called Reckless. And uh, if you want to find our playlist, please go to the website, adventuresinnewmusic.com, and hit the playlist button where you will be directed to them. Um, we've got playlists from the last couple of years as well, where, where our full list of, of all the favourite songs we've heard from the albums we listen to can be found. Or go on Spotify or Apple Music and do a little search for Adventures in New Music, and those will be revealed for you. All right then, on with the show. Okie dokie, Andy, it's your choice next. What have you picked us? Right, I have picked us Reckless Deluxe Edition by Morgan Wade. Morgan Wade grew up in a one-stoplight town in West Virginia, a town where, on a Friday night, she could sit out on the street with her grandpa and listen to local bluegrass pickers making music. It's no surprise then that she was drawn to music, but at a very young age, was told she was an awful singer. Taking it to heart, she maintained her musical ambitions but kept them under wraps, writing songs in secret and never venturing into the spotlight. However, Following a difficult breakup in her freshman year of college, she threw caution to the wind and formed a band through the dubious means of Craigslist. Luckily, however, the move paid off. A band was formed. An album, Puppets With My Heart, was self-released in 2018 and later that year found its way into the hands of Sadler Vaden's guitar tech who had caught Morgan Wade's set at Floydfest. Sadler Vaden is the guitarist for Jason Isbell and the 400 Unit, who were also playing the festival. The album made it from the guitar tech to Sadler Vaden himself, who, after a couple of days, made contact with Morgan. Conversations, jam sessions and writing sessions followed until Sadler said that he wanted to produce Morgan's next record. That record is reckless, and I need to apologise, but that record was released on the 19th of March, 2021. What? This is adventures in new music, not adventures in old music. I know. The album was re-released as the 16-track Reckless Deluxe Edition on the 28th of January 2022. And there is no sign or mention of the original 10-track version. So, a question, Chris. Was it reckless of me to choose a country album, not to mention one that was released last year? Yes, next. (laughs) Okay. Or did Reckless by Morgan Wade wreck your resistance to country music, make you throw on your Stetson, chaps and boots, and square dance over to your smart speaker, hollering, Alexa, put that damn fine country record on again. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, mate, you've had a Reggie Blinker. (laughs) Oh, it's horrible, horrible. I only found this out like yesterday. I was like, no. So this album came out last year. This album right, came out and, last and, year. Uh, right, and we've been listening to the... Right, okay, we've listened to the... Yeah, so, record. you know, apologies, listeners. I feel like I've, I've absolutely... Uh, I, I feel like I've been tricked. 
by Apple Music because I was like, yeah, yeah, you know, you look at that. There, there ain't no other Morgan Wade album on there, yeah, and yeah. the the album came out on twenty eighth of January twenty twenty two. When you're looking at it, but yeah. you you go do any kind of research, read any kind of articles, and you're like, oh man, this came out last year, and and you know, early last year. I just didn't know about it then. And the oh, well, let's go I, with it. We let's have go to go with it. With because it I know because we spent well, a week listening to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, firstly, firstly, I mean, you're such a big country fan, and it's quite <laughs> I'm rare. I'm glad you finished that. I wasn't sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's quite rare that you bang a country album into the mix, because mm. I am not mm. a, a big country fan. I am not <laughs> a country fan. Um, so... <laughs> You know, first of all, fair play. You know, you've got you've got you got your country album in there. <laughs> um, I think what will be what will be good first of all before we just start sort of discussing this album is I'm quite interested. Not something that we've ever really talked about, but it'd be quite interesting just to hear hear you talk us through um, your country journey. Like, how did you get into country music? When did you get into country music? Because I, oh. I mean, we've known each other for a long time. Mm. I don't remember like sort of meeting you and playing in rock bands and you're like, oh, all of a sudden, you know, I'd check out this latest release from Dolly, P- Dolly P or whatever, you know, so. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know, really. God. I don't think my parents were particularly into country music. It's always something that I kind of liked, but back in the CD buying days, didn't have a lot of spare cash to be sort of trying stuff out. My first real kind of country album I probably got in my early 20s, which was Lee Hazelwood's Trouble is a Lonesome Town, which is a brilliant little album. And it's it's all kind of interspersed with these spoken word stories about this little town. It's a concept album, at least in the early 60s, I think. And Lee Hazelwood was a guy that... Uh, kind of had this huge pop production career producing songs like these boots are made for walking and did a load of loads of songs with nancy sinatra his early stuff and indeed his later stuff was very very sort of country and western with all the kind of music musicians and, and instruments that that, that entails and, there, and then there was always folk stuff that i liked that incorporated elements of it like my folks would always listen to james taylor i always liked james taylor but there'd always be this kind of drone in the background it's like whoa what's that and no one knew of course it was like a lap steel or a pedal steel uh and, and things like that and as you grow up getting into guitars and, and different instruments you figure this out and you're like wow it's really cool and i got a lap steel for my 21st birthday from my my wife uh i'm looking at it now i've had it for nearly 20 years i mean what an inspired birthday present that was first birthday we were together so it was it was came from quite humble beginnings i always knew dolly parton and never wrote her off i was always quite quite into that even when people thought it was cheesy and willie nelson as well like you know just on the road again things like that and you'd hear stuff on a soundtrack you hear things like Credence Clearwater Revival and you, that that's steeped in country. Yeah, it's kind of southern rootsy rock, but but it's country too. And then 2016, me and the wife and, and my daughter Suki took a trip over to Nashville and just being surrounded by it, even for a few days, was great. We stayed with this guy, uh, Steve, and his his wife Sarah in, in their basement in on uh, Airbnb, highly recommend it, Uh and and he just got me into loads of stuff as well. Saw some gigs. Uh, came back, bought a Sturgill Simpson record and Jason Isbell and Turnpike Troubadours, and just sort of barreled into it all. Ended up hosting a country music radio show on local radio, 
And I think that was really good for giving you a kind of focus to your kind of ongoing education, finding new classic stuff all the time and, and, and finding new, new stuff all the time. So I'm, I, I do have like a thousand plus song playlist on my phone at all times to listen to of country music. Um, and I still add to it quite, quite constantly. But I just love it. There's something about it that I love. The trucks and the the wilderness and the songs about some of the same old themes. Even the godly stuff which sort of creeps on there. I'm a massive atheist. Quite staunch. But they, they often sing about God and stuff. And for some reason it, it's part of the country shtick and I, I buy into it and not obviously don't believe it. But it's like, no, it's just part of what they sing about. It's a bit like the way you can let a few things pass with different genres of music you listen to, though you might not necessarily say those words or believe those things. The whole package, the whole country thing, it still still enchants me, and I really, really like it. And I, you know, that so that's it. There's a long yeah. answer for you. No, that's cool. That's cool. But and, and I mean, I remember you going over to Nashville, and for me, that was maybe when I sort of saw that you. I don't know, maybe rekindled that love of country and, you know, obviously what followed was your radio show doing country and, and you know, it's it's um, it's cool. It's good, isn't it, to find like a a passion in whatever sort of musical genre mm. it is. So, so moving on, this doesn't feel like a traditional country album to me. No, no, not at all. And, and, it, and it made me think a lot about what are the characteristics of country. <laughs> so, I mean, for this, it opens up with a track called Wilder Days, right, mm. track one. Take away her voice, that is stereophonics, middle of the road indie. Yeah, you know what? You're not wrong. I actually thought it reminded me of uh, that song you wrote for uh, Kato. <laughs> <laughs> like I say, middle of the road indie. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, uh, yeah, I mean, it's her accent is really what makes that a country song. And is that, I mean, is that typical of, of, of a sort of, you know, is it that, I mean, the lyrical content as well feels country. It, the, yeah. You know, this is a, a an album that is lyrically full of uh, reflection, regret and what could have been. Yeah. Uh, which, you know, I guess is what you what we're dealing with when we're talking about country stuff, right? Yeah. And I, I mean, I, I've, I've kind of mused over this one myself this week because it is... She says she's a fan of pop and she's a fan of alternative music, but she was always going to be a country musician. And I think a huge part of that is about where you, you come from and the things you're singing about. Yeah. And, and so if you're kind of taken in by that country music family or the, the writing machine in Nashville and, and the, the labels, and people support each other in country music a lot of the time. If you sound like someone, if you, you know, Sturgill Simpson sounds like Waylon Jennings. And so there was a. You know, in my head, if you sound like someone, you sound in in rock or pop, you're a rip-off merchant. You're ripping them off, yeah, totally. Right. In country, it's like, wow, we we miss Waylon. Thank God, there's someone else who's uh, who sounds yeah. like him. Let's Stepping you know, let's, avoid, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's great, and there's a huge support, or or people bring people on tour with them who sound like them, and it's 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 quite interesting. So I think I think you almost need to be welcomed into that family to be part of the country scene in a way so Sadler Vaden who's the lead guitarist in Jason Isbell's band and Jason Isbell's an awesome guitarist anyway played for Drive-By Truckers for years um so being being the lead guitarist in that guy's band's got to be like I don't know playing drums in the Foo Fighters oh god shouldn't have said that oh oh anyway um so uh yeah, I think that's probably like a nice a nice way in for Morgan Wade to be appreciated by someone like that who's who's yeah. who's got all those connections already. But there is this kind of 
very typical thing of of one artist helping another or, or seeing something good in another artist and, and taking them through and producing their record and, and, and yeah. whatever else. Um, but I don't really... No, I mean, musically, there are things on here, banjo, lap steel, pedal steel, but there's also synth. There's also kind of fairly rocking guitars. But it's, yeah, but I mean, like, if you take away the vocal, there's mm. there's very, there's not a lot of it that I would go, that is country. Um, mm. Northern Air, I think, stands out as being, like, a pretty country song to me because of the elements that you just mentioned. Yeah, it's got the train beat. I think it's the first song. The first song yeah, the absolutely, like the old brushes, it, brushes train beat. Yeah, absolutely. Um... Do you know how old is Morgan Wade, roughly? Do you know? I think she's about 27. Right, okay. Nice. She sounds like she's about 50 odd. Yeah, well, that's one of the appealing things for me. So uh, she sounded to me immediately a bit like Lucinda Williams. Have you heard of Lucinda Williams? No. no well, I've heard the name. I haven't. I, I she's can't, like. Um, I've heard her. She's been releasing music since back in the 90s, I think. Uh, had a great album called um, Car Wheels on a Gravel Road, which got some kind of sort of seminal Americana tracks so I would say this is more Americana than country because it does it crosses a line into alternative and and other stuff a little bit more readily than straight up country music which can be a little bit glossy um this is a bit more rough and ready and this is very like Lucinda Williams stuff um and that gravelly voice is a big a big part of that I think but you know it's still it's it's still got its country shine to it in some ways but yeah, I I don't know. Did it make it more palatable to you then that it wasn't an out-and-out country record, that it was a little bit more gritty? Yeah, yeah, maybe. I don't know. I, I did quite enjoy this album, actually, you know. Um, I, I mean, I'm not saying that I'll be banging it on, on no. heavy rotation or anything, but I did um, I did actually quite enjoy this album. But it's, yeah, I found it quite interesting, like, the, the whole thing of, like, well, what is, what you know, why yeah, is this yeah. country, like, what is making this country? And it's... Mm. It is the voice, isn't it? In, in this case, it's it's the yeah. it's that like you say the old sort of raspy. Um, it's almost like a caricature country voice. A lot of it sounds like um, I don't know. It's it's almost got that sort of a country lisp to it. Dare what? I say? You know, like the, yeah, yeah. the, the sort of the, the like um, other side. You knew my skin back in before I had these <laughs> tattoos. Um, it's, yeah, I don't know. I Do you know that, what yeah. I mean? Well, she has a very, very strong southern accent as well. And if you hear yes. her interviewed, it's it's really, really, it's, it's even stronger. It's, right, it's okay. like, whoa, okay, you you really are from the, from the south. Um, it's a great voice. I, I, I really like it. But but actually, it's, it's interesting you mentioned that song, Other Side. I think I think that's a really lovely song. Great shuffle on the drums. Yeah, yeah. Um, bringing it all together. But there is a kind of convention with the lyrical format which I, I see in country music a lot of the time which is you start with a line uh, you, you give another line you give another line and then you return to that first line or or you'd even say that line twice and then go away from it for one line then come back so it's like a, a one one two one or a yeah, yeah. one two three one it's like there's a very I don't know a storytelly return to the theme thing so about that where she talks about tattoos and, and things like that I think that's quite cool I think I think that makes it quite personal though. I like that you know mm. that, that, is, that is quite cool um, talking about the synths mm. what I did like about this album is I mean I'm absolutely no connoisseur of country as we know but what I enjoyed was I thought some really quite interesting elements of sort of sort of mu- uh, merging new and old 
Mm. So, like, we talk about the synths, which typically I wouldn't expect necessarily on the country song. But, like, take, for example, the title track. So, mm-hmm. um, so take Reckless, the, t- the title yeah. track. It's got, like, the drum production on it. It's, like, sort of got programmed drums mm-hmm. in, like, the verses. Again, not something I would expect to hear in the country song necessarily. Country's a broad church, man. They always say yeah. it's a broad church. You got some really rootsy stuff. This is not rootsy country. This is, this is sort of pop country, but it's also Americana. It's it's it, Americana not being. I always found it quite hard to define. But anything that isn't kind of glossy, glamorous country uh, was probably more Americana. You know that yeah. rootsier stuff, that angrier stuff, that more angsty stuff. And this is definitely in 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 that in that side of things so the fact that they're introducing elements I mean one of the biggest country or emerging country stars of recent times has been Maren Morris and she has an album out this year which is great I think I mentioned it a couple of episodes ago yes but she fuses all kinds of stuff like um R&B and and things like that into into her music but full of country music references like massively full of it, but but there's gospel in there as well, um, which always sort of makes its way in, you know, or not always, but often does. And I think it does here with "Don't Cry" on the, on this record, which is one of my favourite tracks. It's it's got a real kind of gospel lilting pace to it. You can imagine hand claps from it off. The big chorus, big kind of repetitive "Don't Cry, Don't Cry." It's really you could imagine just a choir back in that, and it being really cool. That's another thing, the kind of fusion of styles, new and old, is is something that is becoming a, a bit more prevalent in that in that modern Americana country where where it does does blend the old and the new. So gospel with synth and old fashioned country shuffles with program beats. Yeah, sure. And and where like where does this stand up, do you think, in more recent times, like you know, the past couple of years of country albums, this is a good country album? Is this, I think this you know, is, is good. Be- yeah. I think this is good. I mean, it's. Um, it, I think it's hard for for a lot of younger eyes to break through. It's 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 even though it's a welcoming family and you know it's a big big sphere of music with a lot of different fans who like a lot of different things. Yeah, yeah I think it is probably really hard for artists to break through. Um, one of the first things I heard about Morgan Wade and one of the reasons I wanted to choose an album by was that at the Country to Country Festival this year in. London she performed and and kind of by the end of her set people were kind of singing her words back at her and she would she had finished singing and the audience was still singing it and there was a moment where the journalists said that they could see it how moved she was and how kind of surprised she was at having made it and this this was happening to her and it was just quite a beautiful thing to see so i was like oh i'm gonna check that out and checked out wilder days track one which is the first first song i'd heard and was like yeah i, I like this not realizing it came out a year ago um, well yeah we'll, we'll ignore that yeah and that yeah. you're giving us a deluxe version <laughs> oh, that's nearly an hour and 10 minutes to i know that's 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 annoying i'll come to that in a second but i do think i do think it holds up i think i think this is an album of of some really really strong songs i think wilder days is a strong song other side don't cry last cigarette reckless um i think they're all really really big songs and i think there's a few singles in there one of the criticisms i had about this record was that it was too long yeah I was like, this is 16 tracks long and it ends with a cover of Suspicious Minds by Elvis, which is, you know, it was all right. I didn't mind it. But I was like, there's no need for that. 
And then I find out that the original pressing of the album was 10 tracks. It would have ended with Met You, which is a downbeat, kind of lingering goodbye of a song. You're like, that would have been perfect. Why, why yeah. can't I find that version of the record? 10 tracks, it probably only been about 30, 35 minutes. That would have been spot on for me, I think, because I just found my attention dwindling because, you know, all through the record, because you knew you had to save some energy for the final... Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I I wholeheartedly agree with you. In fact, when I was listening to it and I started making notes after about the third listen of this album, and when you get to Met You, I'm just like, that's the perfect time to end the album. Mm, mm. It's such a great ending of a song. It finishes quite abruptly. It's a great ending of an album. Then to find out that that was the ending of the album, I think, like you say, it's perfect because then my attention starts to go after that. It does start to go. So um, knowing that, that you've got those, you know, those first sort of it's ten tracks, is it? Yeah, first ten. Yeah, that's spot on. That's spot yeah. on. Agreed. Um, agreed. That's not to say the following tracks aren't aren't good. It's just that it's it's. I feel like it's how it's meant to be. You know, that first ten. It's like, oh yeah. It's like when you, I, I went to see the new Batman film uh, a little while ago, and it's got about five endings. You're like, oh, we're still going on with it. Oh right, that bit now. Oh god, I forgot about that bit. You're going to tie that bit up yet? It felt a bit like <laughs> felt a bit like that. Yeah. It's like, oh, this should have ended a little while ago, guys. Yeah, I can't be doing that. I mean, I really want to see that new Batman, but man, it's three hours long. Then you've got trailers. I mean, I, realistically, I'm not going to get to cinema till after the kids have gone to bed. Mm. You're looking at coming out. You know, you're looking at coming out the cinema at midnight. I can't do that Ugh. anymore. Can't. Do that them days are gone. Ninety minutes for me for a film. Yeah, I, no, I'm, I, I'm I, I, I will. I will choose whether to watch a film depending on the length. Yeah, Simple my mate uh, My mate only told me it was three hours when I was walking to the cinema. I was like, oh, what? But we had time to go get some beers, so it was all right. Yeah. Sat and drank beer in the cinema. We could do that in Hebden Bridge. It's all right. Of course they you sell can. them there. Of course you can. So what are you thinking playlist-wise? Um, for me, it's a toss-up between Other Side and Don't Cry. I really, really enjoyed both those tracks. Did you – what do you reckon? Well, my favourite – again, I've got a little sort of um, similar sort of scenario as I did with the old riffraff. Um, my favourite is <laughs> Met You. Ah, oh, very nice. But yeah. I don't think that that is the playlist track because it's yeah. just I, I like the sort of the ending of the album. So mm-hmm. my um, second favourite song is Take Me Away, track Oh, seven. very nice. Yeah, that's a, that's, that's a nice little 6-8 number. That's a bit yeah, of a yeah, country yeah, kind yeah. of – Yeah, it is, yeah, yeah. You know, longing, escaping, being with yes. someone who's going to love her and all that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So I'm totally going to override that, and I think Do I'm it. going to go with. <laughs> uh, I think I'm going to go with other side. It's slightly more upbeat than Don't Cry, and and I, you know, it felt, you know, another killer chorus, bit of synth. It showcases what this album's about. But the old Nanu, nice shuffle to it, as I said. Super duper. Yeah, yeah I'll go with that. Lovely stuff. Lovely stuff. All right, nice one. Well, um, you know, I'm warming to country. I'm yeah, not all right. I'm not there yet, but you know, I am. I'm sort of, <laughs> You know, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm further, you. further on them, further along them than I was. You know. Okay. All right. All right. Well, that's something, eh? Yeah. Of course it is. All right then. So that brings us to the end of episode what six? Can't remember six. I think. Uh nice one, Chris. Well played. Well played. Yeah, uh, that was cool. Yeah, interesting stuff. What have you got coming up for us next week? So, for next week's episode, I have picked us Diaspora Problems by Soul Glow. Nice. And I have picked us Together is Beautiful by the Earth Orchestra. 
Sounds like it's going to be an interesting week. It does, yeah. So my my thing this year is I'm trying to pick albums from different countries, like um, countries I'd like to visit or or whatever. Um, and this this week's album from Morgan Wade was my first foray into into the United States. And uh, normally I probably draw on a lot of music from there, so I'm trying to be a little little more duh, duh, duh. and um, hence hence my my trying to get a country album under the belt as well but next week's album is a record from the whole world oh how about that spoiler alert cool well looking very very much looking forward to it thank you for joining us on adventure number six of this current series um it's lovely to have you along as always um especially if you're still listening now you must be mad um so if you want to know a little bit more about the podcast or you want to support us then please go to adventurenewmusic.com all the information's on there if you want to buy us a coffee there's a link in the show notes check out the playlist follow us on instagram facebook look at some youtube videos that we did about 18 months ago because we're too lazy to update it um and we'll very much look forward to um seeing you um uh, not see, whatever we'll see, not you, see, see you at chris's birthday party yeah all right oh, yeah we'll that'd be great there, yeah. yeah i'll book i'll book a table in curry house and you're all welcome you're all welcome um just rsvp a couple of weeks before um just give us a call on oh seven all the numbers nine four yeah um whatever good Good. Yeah. Right, mate. I think we've uh, we've run dry here. So let's call <laughs> it a night. We've run dry about 20 minutes ago. <laughs> Whoa, that was my bit. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> See you later, mate. See you later. Bye-bye.